As promised, Power Pack fans, we have a special bonus episode for you. In honor of our next scheduled episode where we interview Mark Sumerak, we decided to share the first of our Patreon-only episodes, where we are reading and reviewing the Power Pack miniseries he wrote starting in 2005. If you like what you hear and would like to receive an extra Jeff and Rick Present episode each month, please consider donating to our Patreon account. Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash Jeff and Rick Present and choose the level you are comfortable supporting at. We truly appreciate any support you give us to help pay for hosting fees and the equipment we have purchased and, well, the beer. But enough of this talking. Let's get on with the show. We hope you enjoy this Patreon-only episode and our interview with Mark Sumerak next week. And two weeks later, we will be dropping another interview. It was not our intention to do two interview episodes in a row, but the stars aligned and we had the opportunity we could not pass up. I mean, when Louise Simonson confirms a date to interview, you say yes. That's right. We have an interview with the co-creator and original writer of our favorite superhero siblings. Be ready for an extra long episode 28. But for now, sit back and enjoy something a little different. Franklin is a boy genius, son of a genius. In Microscopic by Mark Sumerek and Chris Eliopoulos. The Fantastic Four. They're not just a family of superheroes, they're my family. They have awesome powers and have saved the world like a billion times. Me? I can't even get out of doing my science homework without faking a cold. Sorry, Franklin, but your father's med tech says you're in perfect health. But, Mom, I'm really sick, I swear. I have, um, nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, uh, fever. Nice try, dear, but next time, steal your symptoms from a TD commercial that I haven't seen. Now, it's time to get back to work. If I've learned anything from your father, it's that science can be lots of fun if you take the time to look closer. Look closer, eh? The talking tin can behind me is Herbie. He's a robot nanny that Dad built. Sadly, he's more high-strung than he is (sighs) high-tech. Query, why are we in your father's lab when your homework is in your bedroom? Mom wants me to study the stupid microscopic world, right? Affirmative. And she said to make science fun by looking closer, right? Affirmative. Well then, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Dad's micropod can shake us down so that we can study it firsthand. While your logic is sound, I must object. My primary function is to keep you from getting into trouble. Do not touch those buttons! Now how does this thing... Oh, here we go. Shrink! Alert! Alert! We have been reduced to a size smaller than a speck of dust. This is... This is... So... Return us to full size immediately, Franklin Richards. Oh, come on, Herbie. Live a little. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? This is unacceptable. Activate distress beacon. Oh, wait, I can fix this. Just gotta find the right button. No, that's not it. (coughs) Alert, alert. Chill out, Herbie. Before we know it, we'll be... Going right up your father's nose. Ah! Hmm, that wasn't so bad. Not so bad. When your father finds out about this, he will dismantle me. No, he won't, because he'll never even know he did this. We are in his nose. How can he not? Yeah, some kind of giant germ. Help me, Herbie. Activating security protocol 1870. Protect Franklin Richards at any cost. You are safe now, Franklin. All danger is being eliminated. Oh, yeah? What about that? Watch out. Stupid cold. Quick, take the controls, Herbie. Get us back to full size before we... Flick. 
Wow, I can't believe it! I agree. The chances of landing the vehicle safely were close to zero, but I was able to... No, not that! I can't believe that my father picks his nose! But at least now I can give a way better report than any of the other kids in my science club. Oh, I don't feel so good. Later! I'm sorry I didn't believe you before, honey. You really are running a fever, and it looks like your dad is sick too. I guess you must have gotten it from him. Nothing good could come from doing my homework. The end. Welcome, dear listener, to our podcast. Jeff and Rick present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Where we journey through each issue of the all-ages rebooted Power Pack series of the 2000s while drinking beer. Analyzing alternate, awesome, and amazing adolescent adventures and absorbing alcohol. I am Jeff. And I am Rick. Welcome, Patreon backers. Thank you for your help in supporting us. Because you have donated us, we are proud to provide you with some extra content. Specifically, this series of all-ages Power Pack books that were released starting in 2005. Now, we need to point out that this will be a different Power Pack than we are used to. This is an alternative version of the regular Marvel Universe known as Earth 5631, instead of the normal Earth 616. This means that there are slight differences in the characters, their powers, events, and other superheroes that they meet. For example, the four kids have much more set and route characteristics, meaning that Katie is a self-aware, adorable smart aleck, and Jack is less of a crank and more of a full-on brat. Julie is more interested in socializing and shopping while still remaining very intelligent, and Alex is more of a somber, grounded, mature leader. You know, you're going to have to come up with a new Jack voice. What's wrong with this one, dog breath? Or not. I could stick with it, but I will retire that Jack voice for the new <laughs> version of Jack, which you will see here in the upcoming future of this very episode. Color me Jack's excitement. It's gonna sound like this! <laughs> Speaking of superheroes, they will meet a mess of them. This run is made up of 11 four-part miniseries. Most of these involve Power Pack interacting with a different team or individual heroes. There's also a one-shot Deadpool that I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to throw it. It makes more sense with these characters, but it just doesn't fit in with these comics, so I'm still kind of playing with it and seeing where I'm going to put that issue of Deadpool. These stories are pretty quick and fun. There's not a lot of depth or plot or continuity to them. And they're all currently up on Marvel Unlimited if you'd like to follow along with us. Most of the actual issues include a backup feature, a quick short comic, which we'll be using as a cold open. Our dramatic re-readings shall become things of legends. Warning, Marvel Universe does not always have these short stories. Finally, we will attempt to publish one of these each month. We hope you enjoy these fun little adventures. Now that the explanation of what's going on pre-play is over, why don't you give me a beer and tell us what our power pack pick is, Rick? My pleasure, my friend. I'm looking forward to it. Some of these things have changed, but one thing remains the same. I'm going to give you a beer while we do this. <laughs> it's the best podcast ever for me, the person receiving beer. I really have been struggling for finding ones for these series because yep. there's there's things I was looking for. Some of them have come quick, some of them easy. I found the first four beers that match the first four comics. Did have another beer picked out for this one. And then I turned the corner and I saw this lovely beer. Another piece of background. We just finished 
recording uh, episode 20, the same time we're doing this one. Yeah, which is issue 17 yes. called Snark Attack. And we had a blood orange cider. And I just realized today that I'm going to be giving you something else that's blood orange. Okay. Well, it'll, it'll pair nicely. I was kind of worried about that, thinking <laughs> of the uh, kind of tart grapefruitiness of uh, the blood orange was going to interfere or change the palate of this upcoming beer. Oh, it probably will. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I'm pleased to also have a nice little continuity from something we had for our first issue as well. Because if you remember way Baby back... Baby Horse. Baby Horse by 21st Amendment Brewery. Okay, I couldn't remember who it was, but... All right. I am proud to present to you Blood Orange Brew Free or Die IPA by 21st <laughs> Amendment Brewery. <laughs> it's an ale brewed with blood oranges. Its story time is women shouldn't drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy. <laughs> I think you know the story. Four hop varieties and seven blood oranges ago, our founders brought forth in this brewery a new beer conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that not all IPAs are created equal because sometimes real fruit just makes things even more delicious. Why did I choose this beer for this book? I don't know. <laughs> you don't? Yeah, I, I have no idea. How come? Uh, okay. I, oh! <laughs> it just hit me. Okay, so, spoilers of a minor plot point in the upcoming story we're about to tell you uh, is that Mount Rushmore features quasi heavily in it for a school assignment for katie and on this brew free or die beverage that i'm holding in my hand on the pic on the can is a picture of mount rushymore <laughs> or a variation thereof because it's got a uh, kind of a, a fists out lincoln who's huge he's broken free of the mountain he's <laughs> got some business to take care of so yes there was there ended up being two very nice things that match this the mount rushmore on the front cover and the fact that this is another 21st amendment brewery which we had as our first brewery that we had for our first issue yeah well when i opened up the can i could really get that blood orange citrus uh oh aroma. yes it poured out of the can just just the scent itself mm -hmm. so and it, we we're talking a little bit of a hazy beer too hazy clear beer it's an ipa yeah that actually looks a lot like like a widmere hefeweizen mm -hmm. Uh, just with the cloudiness. I would, honestly, if I saw this sitting on a table, I'd think it was a hef. That's not bad. It's very strong. It's mm. it's it's very sharp. That is an excellent descriptor of it. It is very sharp. Very sharp. But it's you can get the hops, but the hops kind of go away. They rise up to the top of the tongue before they fade out. They, they do. They come in, they hit you hard, yeah. and then bye-bye. Yeah, it kind of comes on sweet, and uh, and then it's like it's like it's just this bright point, and then kind of a like a sweet, then it blends into a citrus that then turns into like orange peels, which then turns into hops, which then moles away on your tongue. And now the opening credits, if you will, please, Rick. Power Pack Volume Three, Issue Number One, June Two Thousand Five. I know what we did that summer. Credits: Writer Mark Sumerak, Art Gurihuru, Letterer Dave Sharp, Production. James Tavares. Special thanks, Aki Yanagi. Assistant Editor, John Barber. Editor, Mackenzie Cadenhead. Consulting Editors, Sibuski and Panacea. Editor-in-Chief, Joe Casada. Publisher, Dan Buckley. Featuring Power Pack. Alex Power, a.k.a. Zero-G. Oldest Power Sibling. Increase or decrease the gravity of any object he can see. Julie Power, a.k.a. Lightspeed. Second oldest power sibling. Flies very fast, leaving a light rainbow trail behind her. Voiced by Rick's wife. Jack Power, 
aka Massmaster, second youngest power sibling, controls his molecular density turning into a gas or shrinking very small. Katie Power, aka the Energizer, youngest power sibling, she can expel energy blasts and disintegrate matter, voiced by Rick's daughter Carrie. Guest starring, Jim and Maggie, the kids loving parents who have no clue that the kids have powers. You know what? I was expecting the art and writing in this book to be a bit, uh, better? Uh, what do you mean? Well, this first page. Actually, the first few pages, they seem to be written and drawn by an eight-year-old? Well, there is a reason for this, and it is easy to explain. They were, and it was. You see, the first four pages are a hand-drawn comic book created by Katie. This is her report about what she did over the summer. It informs the reader about who the Power family is and retells the story of how the kids in this universe got their powers. And since it is from Katie's perspective, it describes her relationship with her siblings from her point of view. She thinks Alex is a great guy, but is too hard on himself. Her and Julie used to do everything together, but now she likes them all more than Katie. Jack has an angry face, and his name is first written out as Jerk with a line through it. He likes to break Katie's toys. And Katie is the cutest, coolest, and smartest. And the rest is a very abbreviated version of the first issue of the original series with the chameleons and the snarks fighting over their father's machine, White Mane dying and giving the kids their powers, and then them becoming Power Pack. Katie does write down that Jack can control his destiny. And she lists out all of their superhero names and that they are Power Pack. What Katie has been doing is presenting her report to her brothers and sister, who are shocked shocked to say the least and they try to explain to katie why she can't turn her report in as alex and julie try to explain why they should not be revealing their powers jack is on the bed saying repeatedly density i can control my density so he's a 50s era gangster maybe that's that'll be a little <laughs> surprise for people or what do you think new jack's new voice is based off of <laughs> alex even asks katie what she thinks revealing their secret identities could do to them and she starts to envision Power Pack dolls, her image on an official Katie Power fan club magazine, money. Um, I don't think I see your point here. They made a promise. Nobody knows about their powers. This is for their parents' safety. Really, I notice they still do not have masks. So I gave it two issues before they start revealing their secret identities. Yeah, pretty good odds of that happening, but I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I say three issues. <laughs> Katie is still not buying this, and she questions Alex's role as leader. Julie tries to convince Katie to write a report about their trip to Mount Rushmore. Aha! Aha! Mount Rushmore. Get it? Get it? It's Get it? I tell you, yeah, it's a tie-in. We already talked about that. Spoiler. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still, you got it. You did. You tied it in. Oh, it's a great tie-in. Yeah, great. Nothing more exciting than big stone heads. You should know, because your head must be full of rocks if you think we're going to let you turn that in. Let's see you try and stop me. And then the fighting starts as they are trying to keep the report out of Katie's hands. Knock, knock. Papa Power peers in as the kids try to act normal with Alex's arm over Katie's mouth. Dad's a little suspicious, but guess what time it is? Uh, time to dust off all of our what-time-is-it-lame-dad jokes? Nope. No time for time jokes, Dr. Jones. Then what time is it? It's dinner time. Yes! Dinner time at the power table. It has been a while, but let's see here. Let's do the counting. I see six chairs. <laughs> yes, you do. Ah, sweet, sweet, adequate seating. Notice anything else? Yeah, I also noticed that they prefer to sit like the Da Vinci Last Supper style. You know, dad on one end, mom and the kids in decreasing age until Katie at the other end, all on one side of the table. Yeah, well, they give consideration to the fourth wall. And it works for the nights of the dinner table, so what do you want? As Jack eats his tuna casserole with ketchup, don't you judge, don't you judge. Eh, uh, too late. The parents probe the points about the pending first day of school, and each child responding down the table. Summer reading? Done. Yep. Reading? 
Clothes. Ironed and ready. First three weeks of outfits already picked out. Clothes? Are bunnies too young for third grade? Homework. Heads all turn to look at Katie. You know, it's funny you should ask. But the other kids quickly interrupt, saying that Katie did her report on Mount Rushmore. And boy, it's great. The parents are impressed. They thought Katie hated it. They tell her that if she's good, that maybe they could go back there next summer. Ah, your reward for being good is something that you hate. A real liver and onion situation here. Yeah, Katie is a little miffed and takes off in a huff. Alex volunteers to go after his youngest sister and follows her up to her room and out onto the roof where the blonde-headed girl is sitting, practicing her pouty face. It is super effective. Katie is upset, and for a pretty good reason. As she points out, she's always treated as the least important member of the team because she's the littlest, and she gets this from everyone. And as she gets worked up, she amps up her power, gathering in front of her like a ball and releasing its light like a star. Alex is not deterred and continues to talk to his kid sister. He points out that she is incredibly valuable as a member of Power Pack and better at the superhero stuff than most of them. He recognizes that it stinks keeping a secret, but they have to protect their parents. The better they keep their secret, the safer everyone is. Like I said, two issues. And like I said, three issues. I like this Alex. He's more reasonable and less of a know-it-all. I agree. Well, they age the characters up to like three years, and a lot of that character growth can happen in that time for a kid. And he leaves Katie with the option on what she should do for the report, saying that he trusts her to make the right choice. The scene ends in a hug, which is really the best way to end most things. Meanwhile, in a secret alien lair... Home of the fighting extraterrestrials! Accurate, but really, are we bringing that over? Hey, if you can do it on the other side, I can do it on this side. We get a couple of great things in this page. First, we see the first image of this alternate and reimagined snarks. They look kind of reminiscent of June Brigman's version, but look more like an anthropomorphized alligator, and with more clothes. Honestly, they are more your classic lizard man, a la the lizard, than reptilian space cricket, a la scrog. Second, we see an awesome computer lab. These snarks have some funding. I guess what we don't see is the outside of this building, which I'm guessing is covered with corporate sponsorship. This facility is being run by the Snark Scout Scrat, and he is checking in with the report that he has a lock on the power children, and he is requesting permission to get them. And he is denied, because he is too young and inexperienced. <laughs> wow, ageism much? More than just that, after some serious groveling and serious pleading for a chance to prove himself, Scrat finally convinces his dad to allow him a chance, saying he won't screw it up like last time. Hey, wow, he's getting a second chance. Good for him. It's always nice to be given a second ch- Hey, wait a minute. His dad? His dad? <laughs> Nepotism much? Yup. Speaking of which, back at the Powers house, Jim is being called into work, so he puts Alex in charge of the kids because their mother Maggie is out at the store. How's that nepotism? It's not. I was just moving us back to the rest of the story in the most awkward way possible. Mission accomplished. Alex uses his dad-given power for good by chasing Jack off a TV and upstairs to bed. Yeah, right. Who made you dad? Dad did. Oh. I do like the joke here where Jack sees Julie still up on the phone and he asks how she still gets to be up. You'll get to talk as late as you want when you're a teenage girl, Jack. Very funny. Later, Alex, Jack, and Katie are continuing their argument about Katie's report when they are interrupted by a... Power Pack! Scrat is standing in their yard, all power suited up, calling out the youngsters. Power Pack, come out and play! Wait, are we recycling this joke from earlier in the night? No, the snarks are. Oh, okay. After a costume's on and a group self-defenestration, Alex demands that Lizard Lips tell them how he found them. Scrat says that he tracked them through Katie's temper tantrum power show from earlier. As all eyes audibly lock onto Katie's, we get a... Um, sorry? No time to play the blame game. 
only time for good old-fashioned back attack. Alex starts dealing out orders, but before the kids can play their hands, Scrat flashes the ace up his sleeve, namely a net missile. I see what you did there. Did you? Because Jack receives a bad flop, and it looks like he is up a river. But thanks to Alex reminding Jack that he can cloud out, the gassy guy is able to turn the table. Like a cloud gambler, he knows nothing can hold him. I just can't deal with you anymore. I fold. <laughs> After an amazing opening move by the souped-up snark, Lightspeed flies around him, causing some impressive disorientation. Zero-G follows us up with causing Scrat's arm weapon to degrav off of his suit. And as Massmaster starts to move in for an indeterminately weighted jackhammer, Katie says... No, Jack. He's mine. Kazow, 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 kazow. And Energizer unloads on his scaly skin, blasting apart his armor and chasing him into the forest with a final... Kazow. I may have underestimated you this time, but I'll be back, Power Pack. You haven't seen the last of Scrat. Ah, classic villain line. Good riddance, lizard boy. Although they are happy Katie scared him away, Jack points out that it was her fault that they were discovered, and that this is what they have to look forward to once Katie outs them in a report tomorrow, which causes Katie to think about her actions. The next morning, Ma Power is passing out lunch to the older three kids. Money for Alex, low-carb veggie wrap for Julie, and a tuna sandwich with ketchup for Jack. Blech. She also lets them know that Katie left early with their dad because she was so excited to give her report. With thoughts of revealed secret identities dancing through their heads, the kids beat feet with a hasty chow mom. One quick lightspeed ride later, the older power Pacians storm the school, ready to stop their sister. But it appears they arrive too late. Bursting into a confused second grade classroom, they see her finishing up her report. All three of them instantly start to paint their sister as a liar. Liar! Liar! And that her report is just her imagination, and that Kitty comes up with crazy stuff, like elephants dancing on rooftops and pins in people's eyes. Katie swears to her teacher it's all true, and her teacher just wonders how a trip to Mount Rushmore would be so crazy. I said pins in the eyes. Uh, maybe just read the words on the paper, Rick. Yeah. Well, it's time to eat some crow, guys. Maybe you should start trusting your little sister. And maybe they should also get to school. They do. But before they go, they take time to praise Katie for her nice work and for being the only one of them that didn't make a terrible mistake. To which Katie responds with a wholly original and proprietary quote. What can I say? With Kate Power comes great responsibility. Next issue, Misadventures in Babysitting. Power Pack packaging time, my friend. The first. The first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First issue done. We've got our first cover to look at here. Well, guess what? It's the first cover of a new Power Pack miniseries in 2005. What do we want to do? We want to tell the public out there, hey, Power Pack, this is who they are. So you got all four kids here kind of showing their powers. Mm -hmm. You got Jack, who's in this alternate version or alternate reality, Jack can kind of do the half cloud, half boy kind of thing. Yeah, kind of cloud centaur. What do I call yeah. it? Uh, cloud yeah. centaur is about right, um, which is cool because you see Jack's body and then you see the cloud beneath him. You see Katie with her hands outstretched and looks like energy coming off of her hands. You see Julie with like the rainbow behind her flying in and then front and center you see Alex with a smirk on his face and his fist forward with his kind of telekinesis degraving powers is what I'm calling it. That's the best way I can yeah. describe it. He can kind of do a telekinesis for his degrav powers. Sort of telekinetic but yeah. not. Yeah, it's 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 ranged gravity control. Yeah, but he can so. kind of pick things up with it too, be with it. Well, that would be the negative gravity that he's giving yeah. to the thing. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it's still his power set. It's right. just at range. Yeah. Yeah, it's power pack. Here's the kids and it's done by the same team, uh Chifuyu Sasaki, who is part of Girihuru. Now, I, I kind of looked them up, and I'll talk about them a little bit later, so we'll just wait a moment on that. 
this came out when I was not collecting. I've only recently got back into collecting. I did not know that this was even here. I can only think that this was kind of a cool way to get people back in. You're going to be getting some new kids. It's part of the Marvel uh, all ages line that they were doing at the time. It was really focused on getting kids in, but for older fans who saw Power Pack, they probably are pretty interested in this because these are the younger kids. These weren't the older kids that they've been seeing for a little while. I have talked to a lot of people who are fans of Power Pack and they really like this series and it's something you can easily share with your kids too. So I'm excited about doing this. Yeah, to be honest, I had no idea this even existed. Mm-hmm. So uh, these are the very first times that I'm seeing them. It's like, this is volume three. Hey, did you know that means that there's a volume two as well? <laughs> if, if you would look on the schedule that I made, we are going to be getting to volume two. Volume two actually is part of the power pack run that we are going to do. Okay, well, uh, let me respond with no time for schedules, Dr. Jones. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, no, I know that we've got that coming up, but no, it came as a surprise to me because mm-hmm. I had no idea that there was a, you know, volume two, volume three, and yeah, it's just all these, there's more power pack out there than I thought, which is kind of crazy. Gives us something to do. Yep. So I mentioned that this cover, this art in this book is done by Guri Huru, and if I'm mispronouncing that, once again, I'm sorry. This is an art team. And it's made up of two people. Chifuyu Sasaki, who does the work plan design, the pencils and inks, and Naoku Kawano, who does the work plan designs, color, and web designs. They both originated from Sapporo, Japan, and they're they're currently based in Saitama. They're mainly working on artists for American comics. I was reading my copy of The Unstoppable Wasp, which I thoroughly enjoy and I highly recommend. And I was like, hey, this artwork looks familiar. Oh, yes. It's by the same team. And I was like, ah, that's why this art looks familiar. (laughs) It's, we kind of call it Saturday morning cartoon artwork. Yeah, it's bright. It's vibrant. It's all very clean lines. It's kind of simplified. It looks good. Yeah, it's, it's very welcoming. And I think that's what I want to get at. I don't want to say Saturday morning cartoons in any kind of negative way. Yeah. It's just, I feel like I want to be having a bowl of cereal. I want to be just, you know, sitting <laughs> in, in front pajamas, of a TV in I, and, and, and while I'm reading yeah. this. There's something just very inviting and very warm and very homey about it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 welcoming the kids in. It's very kid-friendly. And that's one thing I like about it. But these two women, they are art school graduates. And they were working as web designers and an art museum receptionist prior to their work in comics. They entered a manga competition. And they were advised to contact the U.S. comic publishers, and since then they've been doing a lot of American comics and graphic novels. <laughs> I think they do amazing work. I think no, they, do they do great do. work. They do really good work. No, it looks great, and like you were saying, very inviting. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 colorful. It's not you know it's vibrant and colorful, but it isn't like neon. Right. It's not disgustingly vibrant. It, it's a warm fuzzy yeah. feeling. What do you think about the characterization changes? They're similar yet different. I like what they did with Alex. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very, he's he's more mature. He's very much leader. He's very much, he's good support. He very much is kind of like, hey, I understand what you're going through. You're seeing it this way. Here's what we're all seeing. You know, you're going to make your, you know, we believe in you. You're going to make the right choice. So you're going to do what you want to do. But, you know, know that we believe in you. So, yeah. yeah, he's very, he's there for you. Julie, yeah, she's at the age where she'd be wanting to go to the mall and hang out with friends and stuff like and, that. And to be fair, to be fair, we aren't really seeing that much of Julie in this one. Yeah, she was we, just on the phone a lot. Right, we see her a little bit more in the future ones. But, okay. yeah, she's she's kind of more about having friends, hanging with friends, and doing kind of the, you know, teenage girl stuff, but kind of more of the millennial teenage girl, not mm-hmm. the 80s teenage yeah. girl stuff. It, do, it does seem like they, they have matured the characters yeah. in a logical progression. Alex, yeah, that looks realistic. Mm-hmm. Julie, yeah, I could see that happening. Jack, kind of the same, but instead of the old-spirited curmudgeon, he's more of a, kind of a brat kid. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's the stereotypical boy... Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of bratty younger brother. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, he wants to watch TV. He's the one who's going to get in mischief. He is the anti-Alex is yeah. what he is. Yeah. Where Alex is a responsible one and he's a mature the, yeah. leader, you have to have the opposite of him. Yeah, he's going to... But, yeah. but it's, not in a, it's not in a mean-spirited way. He's just... He's just Jack. Yeah, he's being his own person. He's yeah. not following the, you know, the routed guideline mm-hmm. that's been given to him where it's like, well, your brother was like this. Well, I'm like this. Yeah. So, and I, that's I, fine. And I think Katie is still a pretty smart kid. I think they just have her more of the... Kind of leaning a little bit more into the baby of the family. Well, they are leaning heavily into the aren't I cute? Yeah, kind of. A are, thing aren't I cute? Aren't like, I a cute stinker? Yeah, I'm such a stinker. Yeah, it, it, they're going for that route where it's it's. I kind of think they kind of dumbed her down. Again, I'm going off of like the original series, uh, where you know it's like yeah, she's five, but she's also very mature for her age and intelligence stuff. Right. And this is very much it's going to be for plot points. You know, it is very plot convenience katie where yeah. it's like oh no who took our super suits to show and tell it was katie we've got to go this is me assuming stuff mm. i don't know but it seems like that would be a thing that she would do where it's just like she would do something like that where it's like let's show off our suits for show and tell let's have the spaceship come to spaceship days at school you know it's and, and it would be like no katie we can't do this and yeah, i could see this is kind of a running motif where it's like katie you're going to do what you want to do, but we believe in you, and maybe you might want to think about this. Well, okay, I thought about it. No. You know, I, I think this is going to be kind of fun, because I know yeah. because of your time constraints, mm-hmm. you're really reading these one at a time. I am. <laughs> I've I've actually made it up halfway through the series at this point in time, and I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to go ahead and power through, read the rest of them, and really be the one who's kind of seeing where the entire series oh, okay. is going. And then I could be doing the <clears throat> guessing, yeah, guessing where the how next we're going. thing is happening. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of have fun with that, and that yeah, might explain some, of, that's explain a good some idea. of our uh, details here. Huh. I don't know if you noticed the kids' pajamas in here. Uh, I did, yeah. <laughs> the kids' pajamas. So, uh, talk about kind of stereotypical. You got Katie... Who's in bunnies? Mm-hmm. And you got Jack, who's in Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And there, I don't know what it is about it. There's attention to detail with the artwork and the characterizations, and there are things that just go well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie also makes the joke too uh, when they're asking about you know what clothes are going to wear. <laughs> Is second grade too old for bunnies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which there is little things like that that are just adorable in this. Oh yeah, and especially where <clears throat> you can then go, oh yeah, this character totally Katie likes bunnies, and of course mm-hmm. she wants to wear bunny clothes. That's what she likes. There's a bit of stereotypical kidness in the characterizations that they've got here, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you can still see something else. Mm-hmm. They really are kind of mixing in the character of the kids at these ages with. The characterization that June Brigman and Louise Simonson made for the original series. Mm-hmm. They're putting their own flair on them, but yeah. they're keeping the original flavor. Yeah. Speaking of uh, some of the clothing, the boys' shirts had their initials on them. So did Julie's. Julie's had a stylized J. Yeah, uh, Alex had an A on his shirt. Yeah, this is when they ran over to, to Katie's school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alex has an A on his shirt. Jack has a J. Julie has kind of a, you know, that's the thing. There's a shirt and stuff. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, it's a stylized J. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only one who didn't was Katie, but, but she had a star on her shirt, which you could say represents. Well, she is she's a star. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to mention before we get into our um, our final thoughts, our awards, is the Snarks in here so far are ineffectual foils with nepotism issues, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> I can tell you this right now: there is nothing in here that is life threatening supervillains it just seems like all the supervillains that they run into they figure out how to 
you know, solve it. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's the snarks are like this. It's like they've made the snarks just as threatening. Well, you know, they're probably There's, a little less threatening. I mean, they're they're more kind of cartoony lizards. Everything is cartoony lizard. Yeah, it's like they you know kept the theme of them, but you know, it's like yeah, they're a high tech alien civilization. They have battle suits and blasters and net guns and all the stuff. Hey, they're Carmody. Mm, I wouldn't. I'm. I'm mm, I wouldn't say Carmody, because Carmody. I mean, as much of a joke as Carmody was, it's the fact that he thought he was. Yeah. Really, that impressive. They're just kind of leaning into. Here's the villains, and they're dealing with nepotism. Yeah. It's like, There's Dad, that. Dad, I want to go and I want to go and fight the powers. All right, so right, go ahead. Just be back by ten. But I, I like the fact that they are just. They're winking at us, and yeah. it's fun. And they're keeping it light. Yeah, it it is. It's yeah. Light is a good descriptor. Yeah, <laughs> it is a very light series, from the one I've read. Yes, we are gonna be. We're, we're trying to change up the format a little bit with these because you know we can, and also I, I have noticed that these issues don't lend themselves to the same things we were doing with the regular series it's easy for us to kind of point out who a good kid is and who the bad kid is in the main series because they are i want to say kind of more etched out as real people yeah well yeah there's growth there's there's change there's there's dynamics and and here they've kind of got them more or less set in these characterizations which i'm not saying is a bad thing at all i like these the way they do these i think these are great books for what they are it's just that i don't think we can really say from issue to issue who's the bad kid who's the good kid because one thing I will say is that these four issue runs, they do a pretty good job of saying this issue is about Katie, this issue is about Alex, this issue is about Jack, this issue is about Julie. Mm-hmm. So this is a Katie issue. She's the focus. She's the protagonist. I don't know if we can really say who is the best and who is the worst kid because we're, we're just kind of going to the same traps. Well, mm-hmm. Alex is always coming across as a good leader, so he's, he's the best the good kid. kid. Yeah, I, was, I would uh, say in this one, yeah, it was, yeah. It was Alex. Alex yeah. is the good kid. Um, well, who's the bad kid? Well, Jack, because Jack's being his characterization of being a brat. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, what have we really <laughs> learned? So we're going to be kind of changing things, and as we come up, you know, we may... As we read these, start coming up with other things we can look at. For now, these are the ones I've got. Let's give the award for the best scene. What panel made us clap with joy? Well, my backup is on page 11. Page 11. And I call it Lightbringer. It's on the bottom right-hand corner of it, and it's when uh, Katie is getting upset for being the littlest and being ignored, and she's got a powerball in front of her, and she's just kind of outgassing all of its light, just like making a scene, bright light, you know, lighting up the neighborhood, and it just looks cool. And yeah. again, the light, a, it's its a lighting effect. She's all yours. lit up. She's yellow. It's got great light streams. its Yeah, it's neat. its yeah. just, it's, it's got cool looking light effects on it. I have a feeling my backup is going to be your first one. My backup is on the first page, and it is Katie's drawing of Jack. Nope, but nope. it is fantastic. <laughs> it's a fantastic one. It is such a good picture of Jack. <laughs> it's, it's just Jack drawn by Katie. Alex has got kind of a straight smile with a kind yeah, of a little smirk. smirk. Both Katie and Julie have the V's for, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I just noticed something, have the V's for a smile. Mm-hmm. And then Jack's is downturned with teeth, and he just has got the angry look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got the... <laughs> and then it says, jerk crossed off with Jack underneath. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, yeah, it's that upside down crescent. Uh, uh, you know, it's the inverted smile. It's the upside down crescent smile. The, 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 the angry Cheshire cat. Now, I want to point out something on this page, which I just noticed, and which my daughter would, she does this. And mm-hmm. this is something for you to look forward to. My daughter has a theory about drawing girls and boys. Mm-hmm. Girls have to have eyelashes and boys don't. Hmm. And well, the now, boys have eyebrows. They've got eyebrows, but the girls have got that. Now it's not up here. Well, a little bit up here, but but the girls 
the two girls here have eyelashes. It's just yeah. something I noticed, huh. and it's something my daughter does too. So I, I kind of appreciate that. Well, I'll have to pay attention to that <clears throat> in the not too distant but far future. <laughs> yes. What is your top one? My first place one is on page 18 on the very bottom, and I call it The Destroyer. And it's uh, another Katie one, and she's shooting off uh, her Kazao power balls, smashing up Scrat's power armor. And I like the fact that she's blowing up so much energy that she has got her feet off the ground. Yeah, she's in the air. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty awesome. Yeah, I it thought is, that looked cool. It is the most animated shot. Yep, it's it is very all awesome. the action. All the action, all the world, all right about now. So my top one is on page eight, bottom panel. And this is after Maggie Power. Or actually, both parents have gone through and have listed off the things that all the kids have wanted to do. And the last one is Maggie Power is asking about homework. And instead of any answers giving, all three other kids are looking down the table at Katie. And there is just something perfect about it. It's it's the end but of a joke. And there's just something very, very funny and cool about that picture as they're all just looking at her like, what you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. I like that one. Next up, best speech. What words make us skip with glee? Uh, my best speech is backup is on page 22 mm-hmm. and it's the bottom and uh, it's what we ended our uh, synopsis with, which is, uh, <laughs> yep. yep. It's, it's Katie, Katie talking and they're all, Hey, nice job, kiddo. And she's all, what can I say? With Kate power comes great responsibility. So <laughs> I just thought that was, an, you know, I love Spider-Man. So anything that kind of riffs off him is great. And the yeah. fact that she threw in with kate power instead of great power i'm like ah, oh, you smart child you i wouldn't have thought of that so so i like that <clears throat> um my backup is near the beginning and it's uh where jack after katie has talked about her school report and what she's gonna say or when she's talking about what jack's power is jack can control his destiny and later <laughs> yeah. on jack is sitting on the bed saying density i control my density <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good <laughs> there's there's something just he's saying it quietly he's not really accusing it but he's just like it's I saw it almost like he's just mumbling it to himself. He's kind of like, yeah, but it's he, density. He <laughs> is. He totally is. It's it. Yeah, that's a good one. You had another backup, right? Uh, no other backup. Okay. I have my first place one. Sure. Yep. So my first place one is on page fourteen, mm-hmm. and it's right in the middle, and it's the interaction between Alex and Jack. Yep. Yep. That's and, the same is this one your I number got. one. Okay. Yeah. High five. Uh, here, you want to do uh, Alex and sure. I'll do Jack. Bedtime, Jack. Yeah. Right. Who made you, Dad? Dad did. Oh. And then I followed up with what's next. <laughs> hey, how come Julie still gets to be on the phone? You'll get to talk as late as you want when you're a teenage girl, Jack. Very funny. There's just, it's, yeah. it's a perfect one-two punch yeah, there. It really, really is. But I, I do just love that aspect of like, who, you know, it's like, who made you God? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, God made me God. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Dad said I'm in charge. So guess what, sucker? Right, I'm in charge. Yeah, because it's bedtime. I have one more word, and that's getting one over on the parents. What is the best moment in the book where the kids have to hide their powers from their parents? My backup on this is on page seven, and that might be the one that you uh, that you triggered in no, on. No, uh, no, it's uh, let me guess. That's the one where the dad is coming in the room. Coming in the room, yeah, and uh, yeah, and all the kids are like, "Get Katie's report from her," and they're you know they're all acting like everybody's fine and everybody's smiling, and let's just block Katie's mouth. So yeah, they're hiding power use and you know her report, which was going to have all the information on. It. In fact, the report is behind Julie's back. See, for me, it's when they're at the dinner table, oh. and Katie is about ready to, is about ready to say, "Well, I was going to tell you," <laughs> yeah. and they don't know what she's going to say. So instead of just letting it happen, you see both first Jack, 
then Julie's head come right in front of Katie as they like are trying to oh pay no attention to this. <laughs> yeah, it actually, yeah, both of them actually do. Uh, yeah, encroach in on the panel. Yeah, it's just like it's like they're just trying to block her. There's nothing to see here. We're just <laughs> yeah. talking about something different. Yeah, and she's getting more and more perturbed as she's getting getting, yeah. getting deflected away from, which is pretty great. Did you have something else? My first place one is uh, on page twenty, and it's when you know they're like going to school, and their mom tells them that Katie went to school early with her dad because they were so excited you know she was so excited about telling her report and they're like bye and they're just (laughs) bolting out of the room in fact julie's actually leaving a rainbow behind so just the fact that the mom is still ignorant of it when they're like even using their powers in front of her it's like we need to hide the fact we have power by using our powers in front of mom go 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 so I just thought that was funny because it was it was the dichotomy of the scene where they're trying they're like we need to stop Katie from sh- sharing that we have powers <laughs> and uh, maybe a little bit of powers is gonna slip out while we're going and doing that. All in all, fun issue and oh it is and we may find other things that we might want to rate later on but for now that's what we yeah. got. Yeah, let us rate one more thing and that is our beer. Mm-hmm. How do we like our brew free or die blood orange IPA? I don't know. I've been sipping at it. It's it's not bad. Uh, it's not what I would gravitate to, but it's not terrible. It's definitely it's like hello three. You know, it's 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 my fine rating. It's it's totally drinkable. There's nothing really to say about it. It is uh, it's very sharp. It's it is very sharp. sharp, and it is. I think I don't know if it's this or the other one or a combo of the both, but it is kind of sitting sort of acidically in my belly. I'm getting that too. I'm getting I, that I'm really. I'm gonna give that to this one because I wasn't feeling it with the previous. I'm getting I'm getting much more of an acidic taste, and it's yeah. it's a better than I like IPA, but at the same time, I think it's very very acidic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very very strong. I'm actually gonna go say a two point five for myself. Two and a half, two and a half power balls for me. It might be a it might be a two tummers as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting that too. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's I don't know the fact that we've had our. Second beer of the night, or we had Baja Fresh earlier. Yeah, the yeah, I was we may, mine we up may have the, made bad choices. We or great ones at the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, let's throw hot salsa onto burritos and then drink uh, IPAs and citrus beer, <laughs> citrus ciders. So that might have something to do with our life choices. Might. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I'm going to say is that um, I'm going to go ahead and step out of the room and have a little conversation with my daughter about these books, these power pack books that were made. Pretty much for her. Yeah, honestly. So I'm going to talk to her about this and see what she thinks, all right? All right. I'll see you in a little bit, Rick. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Daddy. How are you today? Good. Fantastic. We have got a brand new alternate power pack here, right? Uh Uh-huh. Things are a little bit different, aren't they? Yeah. Different ages. Different ages. We know Katie, she's what? Eight years old, like Mm. me. Like you. It looks like they're all about three years older than they were prior, right? Yeah. What did you think about this new and different power pack? Well, Katie, when she was like in in this picture, she when she was a little bit upset about her brother and and sister spoiling what she was about to say. Uh huh. She she was like she looked kind of cute that way. <laughs> <laughs> she looks cute when she's mad. Well, upset. Let's just say. Okay. So, but what do you think about them all? What do you think about the way that this comic book is written and drawn? Do you like it? Yeah. I like how they kept Jack normal like like a jerk, and that's exactly what back here says. It says jerk, but Katie had to cancel it out so she wouldn't get in trouble. <laughs> so you think that, that he's much like he normally is. What about yeah. the others? Are they pretty similar? They're doing their normal things. Jack, he's doing his normal thing. Julie, she's 
She's acting like Julie, and... But what should, what's this Julie talking about? She's um, talking on the phone. Uh-huh. So that's a little bit different than Julie was, yeah, right? a little bit. What do you think about the art? I like, but I don't know why they made Jack's hair spike. Oh, they made some changes. It kind of represents him, though, doesn't it? I guess. <laughs> what else? What else did you like or didn't like about this? I kind of like how Katie, since she she started all the action, Julie and Jack are like, you you did that, Katie? And she she was the one who started all the action. I mean... So everything happened because of her, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and if there was no supervillains, then Power Pack wouldn't exist. You liked how Katie was... The word for it is protagonist. Katie was the protagonist of this piece. That means mm-hmm. she moved the action forward. Mm-hmm. How did she move the action forward? What did she do to cause the aliens to attack? She shot a big, ginormous powerball. Yep. And that's what caused the aliens to show up, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about th- this version of the Snarks? Um, I like how um, on the screen mm-hmm. it's like darker, but on this side it's like a pretty green. And What do you I think like that it. means? Well, I think it means that the older people are like... <laughs> They're a little bit darker skinned? Yeah. A little bit, little bit more aged? Yeah. So are you saying that I'm older? Are you saying I'm aged? Uh, okay, let's, uh, that's beyond the point. <laughs> oh, it's beyond the point. Okay. <laughs> what else? What What are some of your favorite parts about this? What made you laugh? How Katie canceled out Jerk for Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> are you kind of excited about where this is going to go? This, uh, this new alternate power pack? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be doing one of these every month intermixed with the other things that we're doing. So mm-hmm. we'll talk more about this in the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you, Daddy. I'm back. Hey, how'd it go, buddy? Well, it was good, as you just heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm i going to be honest. I wasn't listening all that intently. You're a bad person. I'm a very bad I mean, <laughs> hey, with our <clears throat> all of our salsas, Mexican foods, and uh, citrus beers, of course I'm a, I make bad choices. Bad choices. <laughs> all right. The only other thing I gotta say is that we are Jeff and Rick Present, and we record and self-produce this podcast here in Portland, Oregon. If you would like to talk with us, you can do so through Twitter at Jeff Rick Present, our Facebook page, Jeff and Rick Present, our email address, Jeff and Rick Present, all one word, at gmail.com, or at our website, Jeff and Rick Present.wordpress.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. This will help others find us. And as always, we want to thank the wonderful women in our life. My wife, Cindy, and our daughter, Carrie. My fiance, Hillary, and our daughter, Aurora. We We love love you. Until next time, costumes costumes off. off. All music is by Kevin McLeod at Incoptech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Unless there's different music. Probably not. Probably will, but maybe not. I'm going to have some Density. Density, he said, <laughs> which is that. which is a great little line in there. Where, where it's just like, yeah, it's just like density. an aside. I control my density. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just Jack sitting on a bed, just quietly talking it's, to himself. It's, it's like he's like he's trying to convince himself. Yeah, or, you know, he's just like, Katie, come on, you've known this for three years. What's wrong with you? Well, it's just this, that summer. This just happened. Oh, I don't know what's happened. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. I, duh, I knew that. It's a different universe. It's not six one six or sixty one six, sixty one six or six sixteen or whatever you were calling it. Who wrote that? Who read that? It was you. It was me. Okay. Maybe that's that'll be a little surprise for people. Or what do you think new, Jack's new voice is based off of? 
I can give you I can give you a hint. First you crack the nuts, then you no. First you crack the shell, then you crack the nuts inside. Anthropomorphized. But look more like an anthropomorphized. Was that right? Yeah, anthropomorphized. After an amazing opening move by the Subtups. After amazing. After. Although they are happy Katie scared him away, Jack points out that it was her fault that they were discovered and that. <laughs> yeah, that's what Jack points out. He's I see you got burps in you. You want to get them out? Like elephants dancing on rooftops and pins in people's eyes. <laughs> I have no idea what's that from. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's just literally crazy stuff. Katie swears to her teacher it's all true, and her teacher just wonders how a trip to Mount Rushmore would be so crazy. I said pins in the eyes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, time to eat some Kroger. <laughs> Maybe Rick's crazy. Maybe no, Rick's crazy. How about this? Next issue. Mish-adven- mish. Mish. Mish-mashing mishes. 